This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Woo! I'm now rocking with One Nation Radio. Welcome to the program. James Boy, Richard Ladder, and a couple friends. With the show for your wrestling needs. Shopping out the rest of the IWC. We gon' tell her how it is. We gon' shoot from the hip. If they putting out trash, we gon' rip from the bits. Make sure that you tweet us and you rate the shows. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Now let's get it on the road. Hey. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. Welcome to Welcome to the July 12th edition of One Nation Radio. James, what's going on, man? Not too much. Just um, just came from the doctor to get a, to uh, look at my great balls of fire. But you know, we good now. <laughs> and, and joining us for the first time today. Every hey, hold on before we get there. Look, everybody has had a great balls of fire whack joke, so I might as well get mine off too. Hey, I ain't hating. I ain't hating. Uh, and joining us for the first time today, uh, Rance Morris, aka Ray Cash. What's going on, man? What up? What up? Do I have to do a great balls of fire joke to get on this podcast first? Yes. Uh, hell, man, I wasn't prepared for that. You should have told me that before I got on this thing. <laughs> All right. you, know, you thought I you thought I wrote that one that I came up with just then? Hey man, I haven't done this in a while, so you know I don't know if you just got like a list of jokes ready to go. <laughs> you know, maybe it's like a drop, like the uh 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 uh. I don't know what it is. <laughs> All right, cool, man. Um, the first time you know folks join us on the uh, podcast rants, we usually like to ask like you know how long they've been watching wrestling, what's their favorite wrestler, favorite match, uh, anything anything like that. So let everybody know. Okay, okay. Uh, well, first and foremost, Rance Morris from Houston, Texas, a.k.a. Ray Cash. I, uh, in fact, today is the day after my birthday, so shout out to me on 29. Happy birthday, uh, man. I've been watching... Re- thank you, sir. Thank you. No, thank happy you. birthday. Appreciate that, man. I've been uh, watching wrestling since about six, seven years old. I'm an Attitude Era kid, uh, but I was a WCW fan. What made me cross over to WWE was Mike Tyson, because my grandpa who was watching wrestling for like years before I was ever thought of loved Tyson he was like watch this I was hooked never ever stopped watching WWE Um, my favorite wrestler Shawn Michaels Eddie Guerrero between those two I am a Shawn Michaels truther I believe Shawn Michaels is the truth and Bret Hart is nothing so uh, we we can get on that if we ever have to get on that but uh, yeah man and uh, I've been writing wrestling column since 2010 I debuted the night TNA tried to go at WWE so I got a few years under my belt right right. so uh yeah for sure man uh Shawn Michaels is uh definitely my number one as well um but we just can't be uh disregarding Brett the Hitman Hart like that bro like (laughs) like slander will not be tolerated (laughs) about the Hitman he's great great. don't get me wrong but I mean it's, it's levels to this I'm just saying I mean, Sean's on a different level, though. James, what you got on this? We can move on. Yeah, uh, I mean, because <laughs> like, 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 I'm not like I'm like I, I, like for me like that's like I'm not 
it feels like a dumb conversation to be like to be to talk about like the greatness level of, of Bret Hart compared to Shawn Michaels. Like they're both great. Then let's move on. Cool, man. Um, so let's let's get it uh, started. So like uh, before we get into it, we are going to be adding another show uh, to One Nation Radio and turning into a network. James and I will not be on this show. It will be hosted by Rance and Caleb. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Rance, uh, why, don't you, why don't you tell us about the premise of that show? So, uh, the Get Your Boy podcast, uh, I apologize in advance. Uh, we are starting the, the week after SummerSlam, and the podcast is going to be called The Smart, The Mark, and The Contrarian Podcast. If you followed any of my work, the knock on me has been a contrarian, and I'm not. But I do I do disagree with a lot of the typical IWC uh, opinions or thoughts and things of that nature. If you know anything about Caleb, Caleb is the smarkiest Mark you'll ever meet. He's the indie lover. And then our good friend Carl is Mr. Mark. He's Mr. Everything is like I've never watched wrestling before, even though he's older than both of us. It's all a shoot. So, uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you basically like like the people that like back during the territory days that will follow like like t- follow from town to town on the loop. Yeah, like he just really yeah. enjoys what he watches and it's entertainment to him. You know, he yeah. he keeps up with all this extra stuff, but he he's kind of the middle ground between me and he's kind of the independent to our left or right or whatever you want to put us, me and Caleb. So it'll okay. be a nice little discussion between the three. And I guarantee you, me and Caleb got to argue the whole time. So <laughs> that's dope, man. We need some some variety variety on here because me and Jane, we just get together and clown half the time, and we <laughs> about any and everything. And I, I, I like to think that we are the blackest podcast on the internet. So you know, already the blackest podcast yes. on the internet. Oh yes, already. Oh yes. So <laughs> if you if you saw Rich's Afro right now, you'd agree. <laughs> I mean. I listen to a few podcasts a lot blacker than us, but I mean, if that's what you want to go with, then fine. Like I'll say this: well, I, the blackest wrestling if you podcast. Blackest wrestling going. podcast. Yes. If you're my blackest wrestling podcast, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure we'd be a, a, a top contender. Yeah. For the crown. For sure, it's marketing, man. my brother. It's marketing. For sure, for sure. Uh, so uh, we're gonna get into um, talking about uh, WWE Great Balls of Fire. Uh, I'm just gonna lob it up there. Who wants to take it first? Uh, Rance, and should the guest. We we often like to throw it out uh, to you guys. Like, what's your what was your overall thoughts on the show? I enjoyed it, man. Uh, it was a really good card going in. Um, I think they did a as good a job as they probably could have or expected of building the matches up. I mean, everybody was excited to see Joe Lesnar. Even if you didn't, you thought Joe was going to lose. Like, you had to at least say, I got to watch this. I'm a Roman Reigns guy, so, and I think Roman and Braun's been a feud of the year. Uh, so, they could wrestle in a San Francisco 49er on a pole match. I'd watch it. Doesn't matter to me. Um, so, yeah, the car was built up pretty well, man, and uh, I enjoyed the show. Um, I think the are we talking about the results already, or are we just giving our thoughts first? I mean, we we could you know just lump mm-hmm. it all in. Yeah, just your initial thoughts, and then we can uh, go through the car quick. Okay. We normally when after a pay, after a pay per view, we review the show, and then you know where we're at least to on the Monday and Tuesday after. Um, yeah, along with a few other topics. Okay. Yeah, man. I I thought I thought it was a great build. I thought, uh, you know, a lot of the times. 
the mat. You want you you don't want just your top matches to be on point, but you want your mid card to be good. And the mid card had good depth too, I think, for this one. So from top to bottom, I think it was enjoyable three hours to watch. James, what you got on this? Yeah, um, I believe this. I was listening to you and Chaz's uh, Chaz podcast uh, or Chaz podcast featuring you on it. I don't want to get it twisted, but um, <laughs> what up, Chaz? But yeah, I mean. I think I think a lot of it comes down to just like life is is expectations. So whatever you know, whatever um, you're viewing or whatever you're reacting to, it, you know, a lot of it's based on your reactions or based on your ex- expectations. So if you came to this thinking like, "Wow, this looks like a SummerSlam card," I can see people coming away like you know, much like you and Chad, feeling you know, some feeling like there was something a little bit left to be desired. But if you came into it looking at it as you know, the typical, you look at the, the the tracks of WWE and it's like it's a C level it's a C pay-per-view it's an off market off brand pay-per-view like you know the car looks really good and you know you, you're going to be surprised like for me I was I thought it was a good show um, really aside from the Miz and the Ambrose match I didn't re- that was the only match I thought wasn't good um, I mean of course you have the, the weird thing where like not a single baby face succeeded on the show at all <laughs> But, heat, you know, you have that, yeah, heat, of course. But uh, you know, other than that, like you know, the money feuds. I mean, the two things that the two major things that uh, that you that were the draw for the show, it went well. I mean, granted, would I like to see more time for for the Joe match? Of course. Um, would I, you know, but we got in the the semi main event or, or I guess you can't say the third from the top because they put that filler match out there right. to, to continue on that like it's a shoot because the, the it took more time for the uh, emergency uh, people to show up but I felt like I felt like the two top matches on the card you know it gave you it gave you what you paid for right so I mean and then you know everything else the wrestling was really good everybody tried really hard on the card it's just you know only one match was bad. Like for most WWE pay per views, this was a pretty good pay per view. Right, a pretty damn good pay. Uh, so I looked at it. You know, going into the car, I thought, you know, th- this show had massive expectations. Uh, as mm-hmm. I shared on uh, Chad's podcast, like you, like WWE has really been um, doing a good job building this one up, especially on the Raw brand. I can't exactly speak for SmackDown on how they're building because I don't know what what they got going on over there um but heat yes it, it it just fell a little short short for me and you know it was to me it was like it wasn't there there wasn't anything on the like you guys said there wasn't anything on there that was atrocious but i wasn't blown away by anything especially um yeah it, it was just good solid professional wrestling like middle of the road you know just roll it out there three-star level i mean that's cool but that doesn't really leave me coming back for more personally so i'm i'm with you but man i think well me and me and rich we have this uh we have a bit of a disagreement on what's i, I don't know if i'm gonna put, i'm putting words in the mouth but uh we are we argue about it a lot but to me the most important is the entertainment value entertainment value is off the charts i can tell you something important from every single match i can't do that for every show and I'm just talking about like oh such and such one. I mean like major moments from almost every match. So the entertainment value for me was extremely high. That's cool. I mean I ain't got no problem with that. But 
uh, you know, when, when I'm watching wrestling, like, I'm looking for the athletic performance, like, the art of it, and, you know, the storylines, like, how everything's moving forward and pushing things to make it better. Like, I'm not looking to see the wrestling that we saw in the 80s anymore. I'm looking to see the new shit, the new hotness, like, in these streets. And So we're not finishing every match of roll-ups no more. Right, right. I'm with you. Uh, you know. Like, I, th- I think the main thing is that there there's a weird thing to where now I came back. I watched the uh, what was the pay per view that had the, the the freaking House of Wars match? Was that uh, Extreme that was Rules? Payback, I believe. Payback. Okay, so I saw Payback while on my hiatus, and then I came back and I saw Money in the Bank, and then I saw this one. And my takeaway from both of them, after now that it's been what two weeks or whatever since that, is just like it seems to me that they are booking these cards like their booking is getting in the way of the matches these guys are having mm-hmm. like the wrestling okay. is really good okay. the wrestling is really good overall on the show and then they do this weird you know they do and then they like their booking gets in the way of the match reaching the level to where you you come out and you're just like you know that 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 good feeling when there's a really great match that you see like mm-hmm. so for example when they had the tag match between the Usos and the New Day on, on SmackDown, on a, not SmackDown, but on Money, Money in the, the Bank. Bank, when he just like, they're in the middle of a great match. Let's have them walk out for a count out. Right, Or right. heat. Okay. Like, so, they can have the Usos just beat them by cheating. You know what I'm saying? So, like, can I, can I like at least get like us, it was a weird thing where it's like, we don't want to beat the New Day, but we also don't want our champions to get get some heat for themselves as like they're actually legitimate like they're like it's, you clearly see like okay these guys on this level this guy's the other one but we have to but we don't want them to win the title yet we're trying to say this for SummerSlam or Battleground or what have you so let's <laughs> say again we need to stretch this out <laughs> so let's stretch it out by giving us a like a, a non-finish not even a finish just like a, or a finish but a, just a DQ like they couldn't even like they can't let the Usos like pull the tights so, do you think you have more of a, of a problem with instead of the type of matches being booked like an Ambrose Asylum or House Wars, is your issue more with the way the matches are being booked to finish? Well, it depends on if the matches are good. Like, so for example, like the ambulance match, ambulance, you know, ambulance matches are similar. Me and Rich were talking about this during the pay per view. Um, ambulance matches is like the same as. A, a, a casket, same as a casket match, same as a buried live matches. Yeah. Put, put, put per opponent in a, a in a you know a, a box basically, yeah. right? Right. So, yeah. um, you know, a lot of those matches in WWE history have not been great. I mean, there have been few and far between of like the great matches like that. But yeah. I thought this was one of the better ones. Uh, so like I wouldn't compare this necessarily to Ambrose. Asylum match because the Ambrose Asylum match was just it was not there was it was not wrestled well, you know and like there yeah. is really a like we look back at the time like it's you look back at the time it's almost like Jericho literally like sat in tax sixty nine tax because it absolutely <laughs> sucked just to like make it memorable. I love how we remember the number of tax by the way that was like a year and a half ago. Yeah. Well, he remember he was cutting that promo at the time when they were trying to like continue to think about like six. Remember Jericho was like sixty nine tax. Yeah. <laughs> make you remember it. Yeah. 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 Um. But, you know, but aside from that, is like, can you like help your guys out here? Like, it, you know, we talk about this in, on on the show a lot of 
somebody has something going for them and then like for whatever reason it just they just stop or they do something that just like halt somebody's momentum dead in the track like for example like you look we're gonna look back at this bailey thing and we're gonna look at like when she told when stephanie told her you don't deserve this title you've been doing everything right the whole way you're a goody two shoes everybody loves you because you're a goody two shoes and then bailey says you know what you're right i did win this belt through ill-gotten means however Hell no, I'm not giving it back. <laughs> Fuck all that. Right? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that like, was kind of bad. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Right, so like we look at certain guys on the other end, like this build that Joe had and the weeks heading up to this, and even on Monday, they are doing really, really good work, and he is executing his ass off to get himself hot and keep himself hot. And, he's, and right. somehow he lost to Lesnar, and after Monday, after that promo, in my eyes, he's maybe he's hotter than he was. He was hotter before he even lost. I would agree. I would right. agree one hundred percent. And you see, Strowman, like Strowman, Strowman's built strong. Like it's a thing where, like, if you, it's it's almost amazing. Like when you see the guys that are built strong and they actually are trying to get these guys, the guys that you know that are doing well over. Like it looks like the shows end up working out smoother or whatever, but. There's always going to reach a point where it's like, when are they going? It's almost like because you look at the the Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose of the world, and and the Bray Wyatt's and guys that they have mismanaged constantly, or they basically slot it and say like, hey, uh, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, you're we know like you're really good, but we only see you at this level, and they never let you get above it, and you're just like, all right, when are they going? And you just in your mind, when are they going to fuck up their money feud? And it, and it tends to happen like. That's Roman Reigns' whole career was him, you know, winning the 2015 Royal Rumble. Or, or let me phrase that, him winning the Rumble while Daniel Bryan gets put in there even though they could have kept him on TV. There you go. It's all yeah, about... that, Because he was supposed all, to win that Rumble. Yeah, like, I, I, think, about, I think that's the point that about, WWE hit the iceberg, personally. Like, and I, I mentioned this, like, theory. Like, and it was like, there's clearly... There, there are times in wrestling where you have to erase everything and start over again. And I feel like, you know, that gender thing, that's... that's this is one of those things, because we know nothing now about... They, they can literally do what they want now. But... Always goes back to gender. Specific, oh yes. Uh, but specifically, the 2015 Royal Rumble, WWE hit the iceberg where they were like, alright, we're not taking none of y'all shit no more. And on that little easy vert, now we do what we want. Now we do what we want. Like, <laughs> and, and it's been that way since then. And then they've, they've made their, their biggest enemy, I'd say, and this can, I guess, transition into um, what we had discussed earlier, Rance. Like, I mean, we might get out of order, but um, they yeah. decided to go against some of the fans, you know, like, and they just continue to do it. And then these are, you know, the points of contention that leads to everyone just looking at this, like, what are y'all doing? But argue, wouldn't you argue, Rich, that I think so? This whole uh, dichotomy with the fans probably reached its apex with Daniel Bryan. Can we can't agree on that? Uh, I would say I would um, I would say probably if you would say like what's since okay me and Rich got into covering wrestling back in 2012 so if you were to say what's like the biggest moment where like people were just furious with the company I would say the 2015 Rumble yes yeah and, but, but that's all about Daniel Bryan now yeah, so if you're gonna say that WWE just started to beef with the fans 
I think it started. I think they're trying to work the fans. See, we can't work people anymore because we know so much. We know everything now. I mean, we know everything down to who the timekeeper is, what the timekeeper does. Like we know everything. So I think WWE has to kind of go against their own grain, so to speak, to work us because the whole entire Daniel Bryan thing, whether it was real or not, ended up being a big ass work. Because at the end of it, Bryan actually got over, and the whole entire six months of him being beaten down and beaten down and beaten down made for the one of the biggest moments. I was there at WrestleMania 30. On mm-hmm. Bourbon Street, the, the strippers were chatting yes. I have heard anything <laughs> the like that in my life. The strippers were outside. <laughs> yes, yes, come see us. Yes, yes. It was crazy. And I think we look at that kind of with the sour note because Brian ended up getting hurt. I don't. Yeah, we well, like. I don't personally like. You, if a dude gets hurt, you can't really hold it against him. And sometimes it's a blessing in disguise. M- maybe the blessing yeah. is that Daniel Bryan didn't have to take the ass whooping that John Cena did at SummerSlam because then they would have really pissed everybody off. What? Like, because right. here's right. the thing. What if they had booked him like? Because here's the thing. What if they had booked him like Rey Mysterio after WrestleMania 22, where he's he's an underdog. He's constantly an underdog. Like no one wants. Nobody sees this dude as an underdog. Only like, people that are we, concerned about like that size thing are like y'all. Like we're I, over that by now. Like CM Punk was like the hottest star y'all had made, and this dude somehow became even hotter, and he's even smaller than CM Punk. I feel you, but but look at the people Ray was beating, and look at the people Brian was beating. That's true. a bit different, but it, it is different once it becomes you're actually the champion. Like so, like one one of my things that I I, I like. We did this on a podcast a couple of weeks ago where we actually, uh, or a couple of months ago, we were covering um, the Bring It to the Table show. Okay. You know what that is, right? Oh, yeah, have, I watch uh, every episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah when they have Rosenberg and they yeah. have uh, Greg and they have JBL. Yeah. And then they start, so they started talking about Bailey and they were saying, was it too much too soon for Bailey or whatever? This before WrestleMania, which is like, yeah. yeah. So. JBL's response and explanation was maybe, yeah, maybe it is too much too soon because everybody loves the underdog. But what happens when the underdog is champion? Like What's wrong Daniel, with that, though? And, and then he goes and says, like Daniel Bryan. See, Daniel Bryan was his lovable guy, but then all of a sudden he starts marrying the equivalent of a supermodel, and then all of a sudden he's a champion. And then, and then, how do you root for that guy because he's a champion? And all about myself, like, wow, he only had one pay per view title defense. What the hell are you talking about? But he wrestled for the pay per view for like seven straight. I might be exaggerating a bit, but it was he wrestled with the exception of like one pay per view. Russell from, for what? For the title. No, the exception didn't. like one pay per view from SummerSlam to WrestleMania. He Royal, was wrestling. Rumble, Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, NTLC. He was not in the title picture. I consider Rumble a, 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 a de facto title match because it's for. He wasn't in the Rumble, <laughs> but, he, but, he, but he wasn't in it, and then he fought Bray Wyatt in that SummerSlam in that Royal Rumble. Was that the year he wasn't in it? Yeah, when he 2014. Like okay. 14, okay. I so got my years I, mixed up. You're right. Like, I got my yeah, years mixed like, up. Yeah, 15, 15 is also like part of like the, why it's the biggest scene because like Brian was still the hottest guy in the company and he had just right. came, and you brought him back two weeks before or two or three weeks before For the no uh, reason. Yeah. so that you could no, use him you to the promote reason. SmackDown moving to what Tuesdays or That's whatever. It. Yeah, and then you put him in the Rumble at ten and then he's eliminated before sixteen. And the only two people that could possibly won the title by just watching your TV, you only know it can either be Brian or Reigns. Yeah. And you chose the guy that no one, you know, like people liked Reigns at the time, but he, no one like was clamoring for him to win the title, even though that's where they were going with it. So like, once they threw Brian out at six, before the 16th dude came out, like after only being in the room for like 10 minutes, people were like, 
people lost their minds. And then, like, I, re- I actually rewatched that Rumble like recently. So the crazy part about it is they <laughs> the reason why they bring the Rock out and all that stuff at the end, and then he, he has to open, done. and then he yeah. has to work from underneath, like trying to eliminate Big Show and Kane, is because they knew that the crowd was going to reject the whole yeah. Daniel Bryan thing. Yeah. So they bring the Rock out thing and like. Once The Rock makes a save for him because he's fighting the, all these odds, and then he gets out, out the ring, and then they have Rusev hiding underneath, and then Rusev comes out so that The Rock didn't win the run before him. He won it himself. They were like, well, look, he won it for himself. He fought from underneath. He has a bloody mouth. Like, <laughs> we had we had him out there with Ambrose, and then Ambrose got eliminated. Like, we did all this. They did all this stuff to well, try right. to fix it, but people just yeah. was not having it. They just don't, it, like, yeah. it, and I feel like, in theory, it, like, going back at it, if they had just never put Brian, if they had hold on, hold on for Brian for two, three weeks, we we might be in a completely different place for Reigns. Because I agree. Like for us, we love Reigns. Reigns is a great big match wrestler. Great, absolutely. Nothing like, but respect for that dude on this podcast. You know, like when it comes to his uh, in ring performances, and it yeah. has been pretty much but, from day one. Right. Yeah. But the issue is, the mic work is still to be desired. Um, There's a lot of people though, James. For a lot of people, not just Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, the, I mean, but the might work still to be desired. Like, obviously, like for us to be expecting some a motherfucker to be like The Rock, like, nah, that's never, that's not or the Cena. Like, that, those are so far from between. Right. Like, if you want another Cena, like he's gonna end up looking like Enzo, right? Word, <laughs> exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Like, Enzo more so, than next Cena. James right. just said it. Enzo's the next Cena. No, no, I'm saying like as a talker. Like if you want somebody that's gonna be a, yeah. a talk you into the building guy, like yeah. the chances of him looking like John Cena are gonna be few and far between. Like you only get those guys like once every like 15 years. So you gonna have to pick and choose your battles. Like, but with the Reigns thing is like they 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 you'll have all these excuses, all these things where like he's off TV for a couple weeks or. You know, because he got shelved or whatever else, or like they don't let him talk, or they let him talk, but he only says like one or two things, and then yeah. like and pretty much all it comes down to is that he's the toughest guy that ever toughed. But but that shows me that the company's extremely too sensitive to what the what the fans are saying, because you said it perfectly. A couple weeks, Roman out there cutting fifteen minute promos. The next month, Roman out there saying literally two words. Like, but the thing, but the, okay, so the thing for me is like. There's only so much you can do because as far as, like, the time where he'll get too much TV time and then none is yeah. because, like, one thing is, like, the three hours, they like, and he's always gonna, he's always been on Mondays. Like, mm-hmm. the three hours is just a handicap. Like, as much as we complain about, like, you know, Raw in comparison to SmackDown, like, even, even when SmackDown is bad, the fact that it's two hours doesn't like feel like you just it doesn't feel the same like it feel like a stomach punch yeah <laughs> like being, like a bad raw just feels like the worst thing ever it makes you feel stupid for watching wrestling but like a bad but like the occasional bad smackdown like you're just like eh, all right better they'll have a better chance they'll go out there and they'll do something next week and also it also helps that like generally speaking smackdown always builds for next week there's always something that you know like all on that show happens that will build you for what is going to be on on tap for next week? Maybe even two things sometimes. Okay. Like Raw, I felt like Raw was really good this week. Like it was, a, it was pretty much like a two or three segment Raw, but the top segment with with the talking, but the, the build for the number one contender match, like 
I thought it was great. It's like okay, Joseph like a, Joseph looks like the second coming of freaking um, Austin. Yeah, better. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 He was like the second coming of freaking Austin out here. Yeah. Um, Brock Lesnar looks like the like the like the smuggest prick in his all in a good way. He's like, dude, I, I whooped your ass. What do you what do you what do you what else do you want from me? Yeah. Like you jumped me, I whooped your ass. Paul Heyman was basically looking at Samoa Joe like um how Rocky was looking at um or excuse me, how Mick was looking at Clubber Lang. Like you'll never get a title yeah. shot. Like like stay away from never. this dude. Like <laughs> Yeah, and, and for me for me, like that put over Joe as like, yeah, and he was right, like like even in even in Heyman's mind, like Joe's right. He didn't win. He survived. He escaped. Yeah. So, like, I just, you know, I just wish that, like, they realize, like, that three hours, like, you can't come out here and do, like, when they were in 2014. I'm sorry, 2015, when, like, I don't know how many weeks in a row when Seth came out there to open the show and would give 20-minute promos for, like, it felt like seven, eight, nine, ten weeks straight on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, it's like you gotta cut this down. Like give, like split that in half or whatever, or what have you, and like give somebody else who's in the third, in the third angle, the, the, the you know the number three angle that time because you know. Yeah, well they've something. done a good job of kind of switching it up recently because every yeah. if you look the past, I don't know how many raws, the first the the show opener has been something different. It was Enzo yeah. one week, yeah. another week it was somebody. Else. It's been pretty pretty. Is a right. Enzo, Enzo, let me tell you this, man. I, I know, I know, we're jumping all over. Rich, forgive us for that. Oh, you good? Enzo, Enzo Amore can be a huge asset for this company, whether he can put do a headlock or not. Because this man, manager, you can even let him talk and get his ass whooped like he's doing with Cass. You could, uh, I mean, I like the idea of put him in the cruiserweight division. Enzo, such a <laughs> Enzo is such a good talker that literally he can get his ass whooped every match, and he'll come the next week and talk so good. I don't think we'll get sick of it for a good while. He's that good of a talker. So he can really be an asset for the company in some in some form or fashion. Even if it's just him doing like he did with Susan J. Coleman. Or G. Coleman, whatever the middle initial is. It's G. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, Susan G. Coleman. You know, just so a guy who can talk like that is never a bad thing to have in the wrestling I just need him out of my ring. Yeah, then the bell rings. <laughs> like that's that's the only that's the, that's like, the only problem. <laughs> okay, like so that's why they had to have that squash since, match. Yeah, they yeah. Enzo and Cass have been up what since like about a year now, right? Year and a half, a year almost. And a half. Year and a half. Yeah, WrestleMania uh, after WrestleMania thirty-two. Not after that. Okay, so they've been up for like sixteen months. Like, I gotta say, guys, like he might be one of like the worst workers I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you both this because I didn't watch Santino in uh, OVW. So when he was Boris Alexios, I don't know. Uh, I didn't know he could wrestle until I went back and saw some of that that he could go. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's you know Bret Hart in 1994 or five or whatever, but he was a better representative of what he did when he was in on the main roster. Do you think it could be a case of... I'm not saying Enzo is like a hidden jump, but do you think he's better than he really showed? And that's just a gimmick. Because you remember the story came out that said Vince liked to see him, as, see him get his ass whooped. Could that be just them booking him to just be trash? Because there, honestly, always, if you think there, about it from a tandem standpoint, him being that bad made Cass look that much better. Because Cass has some amazing hot tags. They're... they're 
always is. I feel like you um, have to leave that door open because, yes, it is fixed. But we can also look at things that he does in the ring like um, that are just poor timing. Like when he was in there with Cesaro and he jumped over the top rope and just exposed the yeah. business completely. And <laughs> just, yeah. and uh, I, I, you know. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I mean, you I'm not saying me? he's good, but I, I don't, I don't, I'm just curious if he's as bad as he looks. I don't know, man. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, okay. How about this? All right, so like for me, I would say with him is like he's just bad. Like he'll botch stuff left and right. So there was one. A, I don't know how long ago. When did I do the old Derusov Rich? How many months ago was that? It was probably February. If I had yeah. to guess. So there's a match in February between Enzo and Cass, and at the time Rusev and Gender. Gender. Right. right. Yeah. And Enzo like. He, dude, like, he goes to, I can't even explain how bad he was. Like, I, I did, a, like, I'll, I'll send it to you. Like, he messed up so many things in this short, like, five-minute match that had a hot tag in it. And I just could not imagine, like, there was a point where um, he goes and gives, I think he gives a boot to somebody. Enzo gave a boot to somebody. He, I think he's giving a boot to somebody in the corner, and he somehow wow. he somehow falls on his ass. <laughs> I, just, I just could not like, and, and he, I don't I don't mean, and I, I just it was just so bad. Like, and then and the one for me it was like, there was one moment with Cesaro where Cesaro goes to lift him, and like, this is a dude that we've seen like body slam Big Show over the top rope, and yeah. he was heavier for for Cesaro to try to get up and couldn't budge than Big Show was. Come on, man. And I was, I, wow. and after that point, I mean, obviously, you know, like his whole thing is he splats. He's a, he's like, he bumps. Like the way he bumps is like he splats. Like it's all about big falls, impacts, where it's like, okay, you're not, you're gonna be walking with a cane by the time you're like fifty. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, man. And then, and then also remember the spot, or what was that? What was like a year ago before SummerSlam? A year ago. Where he knocked himself out because he got too close to the, to the rope. Slid. Yeah, yeah, to the rope. Uh, are you talking about the Rock villains with Simon got Yeah, through? yeah. Yeah, but the yeah. thing is, he was so close to the ropes before he dove that that's on him. You're right. I, I always thought that was on him, even though Gotch was pretty vicious with that. But yeah, that was on his own. And I just think to myself, like, dude, he's out here concussing himself on some, like, you know, <laughs> first. Like first three Some months of shit. <laughs> that was his first pay per view match too. But I think wasn't that the first pay per view match? It, it might have been, yeah. If you if you don't count the thing they did uh, at Roadblock, right. I think that was their first pay per view match. Right. Wow. All right, man. So let's get into um, let's get into the next thing. Uh, you know, we didn't really touch too much of Great Balls of Fire, but we got you know a couple other things to get to. Um, SummerSlam is next month. What is your SummerSlam main event? Like just looking at things. Uh, I'll jump in, man. Um, I think the best match that they could put on that makes the most sense is a fatal four-way with Strowman, Reigns, Joe, and Lesnar. It makes too much sense because none of those four guys is, if you look at it from the storyline perspective, should fall back. Joe is, like you said, he's Austin and Jace. He's like a cyborg right now. Uh, Braun Strowman is literally the Hulk. Genuinely, the Hulk mixed with Michael Myers, and Roman is Roman. So you know, I really think Strowman's going to come back Monday. He's going to break up the one-up one contender match, and Angle ain't going to have a chance to do nothing. 
knock all it, knock it all out in one match. And I think all four guys, with the talent they have, with just throw everything out the book and just let them brawl for 25 minutes, I think that could be a really enjoyable match. And uh, I know it might look like we're going AJ Cena, but I think that's a misnomer. I still think it's gender Cena because you got to get that 17th title somewhere. And uh, gender was never going to be a long-term project, I don't think. I'll never see that. I didn't see that being a long-term project. (laughs) But (laughs) I I really didn't. I mean, I don't know if he'll ever win another title again, but at least he's he's, he's made now. Jinder's going to be a mid-carder for the rest of his life and not up a mid-carder. But I just, Jinder's not going to have nowhere to go. Cena's not going to have nowhere to go. I, I just, it just makes sense from a trajectory standpoint. We might not be seeing it now, but that's because Jinder got three more, or two, three more weeks of build to get to um, what, Battleground. Yeah, Randy Orton. But those, the, yeah, Randy Orton. And Randy Orton decided to go and make a movie real quick after he came back from vacation just two months ago. That's another story. But, uh, yeah, so I just, I think that could be interesting. I think Cena could talk him up. Talk him down too, but he could talk him up. I just hope everybody's prepared. I just hope everybody's prepared for that for that John Cena earth shattering promo that he's gonna completely shoot on this dude and bury him fifty feet deep under bamboo. What can he shoot on him for though? Everything. Huh? <laughs> Everything. Anything he wants to, he'll say oh, yeah. he'll say you come out here, you cut the same exact promo, and then he'll go out there and he'll he'll talk about the American way, kinda like his uh his his return promo. Yeah. And then he'll you know, then he'll say you well, you talk about I, I can imagine, you know, there'll be someone to the missing. You talk about uh, you know, di- uh, you talk about how much this country hates diversity. So, hey genius, how you get the belt? And then the whole car goes, ooh, yeah, yeah. Cena's he right. He, like he, that. he is yeah. fucking stupid. He, he wouldn't have this fucking belt. He would be hired if it was for yeah. this country. That'll, and then they'll go from there because, you know, they, he, he he kills – he stomps out his competition. Yeah. But anyway, um, <laughs> so – like, Also, like, he's going to – he'll throw in something you, about, oh, oh, yeah, you know, you, you claim you work hard. I've been doing this for 15 years. Look at me. Like <laughs> – so that's yeah, like his another... response to everything. Yeah. 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 So, you know, you drove to the stadium. Well, I've drove to the stadium for 15 years. Yeah. I got yeah. you, man. I, I got mean, you. I once get you, you. Once you do it, you know, then that's what somebody's persona change. That's what Mayweather whatever. was doing today. I've been doing this for 20 years. Like, <laughs> yeah. he'll, probably call him, he'll probably call him a Canadian. Yeah. Maybe so, yeah. He'll yeah. probably speak uh, in yeah, uh, so... Hindi. He'll be like, I'll address huh? the he be like, I'll address the Indian people and then you know huh. you know how Cena gets down <laughs> in another language. I'm 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 really trying to figure this out, right? So like they tease the AJ thing. They, they could do it. I don't really I'm not really sold that they will do it. I think they could do it, but I'm not sold because like Alright. Do you really want if Cena's a like I don't I guess I'm saying. I guess what I'm saying is, you have two bankable guys on your main roster on, on SmackDown right now. Like, why would you beat the one that's there every single day, as opposed to the dude that's going to leave who who knows when to come back from WrestleMania time? And they've already done the trilogy. They've already done it. Uh, I mean, yeah. They, it, technically, yes, they have had three pay per view matches, but like that first match with the run in and all that kind of stuff, and the, you know, the, it was kind of you know. Yeah, it counts though. It does, but I mean, you could, you could, you can easily like I can see the video package where they where like they, they wouldn't even like, recognize they, they don't even mention the third that first match. You know what I'm saying? Like they just skip right the fuck over that. Um, 
I just I'm, I guess I'm trying to figure out like you hear about you know they're doing the India tour so you'd imagine that like Jinder will be the champion to that point and that's after SummerSlam um and then and then you think about like John Cena in the 17th and then you think like alright there's still the potential that is that SummerSlam has just, has been moved like the WrestleMania main, build main event for all that time has been moved to SummerSlam because like the bigger match would be John Cena going for 17 against Roman Reigns right well he is a free agent yeah I don't know if he reminded that's, you of that but and that's why agent. and that's why I'm thinking like alright well why else, why else would they make him a free agent like they could easily have him fight whoever is you know Braun Strowman or Joe like after they figure out you know who is the uh, you know after they figure out who is the number one contender once that's sorted out or they could throw all you know throw four guys at the main event or three guys at the main event but like it's, I'm kind of I'm finding it kind of hard to like figure out like do they really you know bring Strowman back like next week to you know to make that whole issue or do they bring him back like the Monday after Survivor after SummerSlam and he's the immediate like next guy that the champion has to face coming back because it like between either Joe or uh, Strowman is going to be whoever is the champion's next opponent at the next pay per view after some after SummerSlam. So at night of I imagine it's Clash of the Champions, right? Yeah, like it's going to be one of those two. So I'm trying to figure out how are they going to get to that. Good question. So I'm, I mean, right now I would say probably just just I'll probably say. In my mind, I, because I wanted, I'm, a, you know, as Levar Ball says, speaking into existence. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say a Samoa Joe, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, triple threat match. So that was that, w- that was me too. That, I, leave, I leave him off TV. I leave him off TV, and then, yeah. and then, okay. and then the, because he's remember, remember, he's hurt. He just he, he, you know, somebody look, somebody made a assassination tip on that boy, so he needs to. So they he need to keep him off TV. Bro. He walked keep, look, away. Look, keep him on TV like Austin. Tell so, so you're not clear to compete, and then Braun Strowman shows exactly. up every week. Like I'm not finished with y'all. Okay, yeah. I like that though. Look, I like, I like just that. Be, just because you can walk away does not mean you're clear to compete. So all, all you look, they don't even have to mention. They just pretend he doesn't even exist. Just move on. They with, can do like a double Joe, finish or whatever they want to do next week. Yeah. yeah, because Joe was so Joe was so good in that promo. That promo was so good that like. You can you can just like gloss over the Strowman thing or whatever. You have the mission on TV, and then like the Monday after after SummerSlam, you know he shows up, and then there you you have your feud to take you into. Hell, he can know, show up after the main event's over. Football season. Yeah, you have your thing to go up against uh, football season and, and fall TV. By the way, you actually have a real plan this time. By the way, how can that feud end? Like somebody got to die now, right? Pretty Somebody much. Has to die. <laughs> Escalation, pretty much. Escalation. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna be like a fatality on Mortal Kombat, bro. Somebody gotta go. Right. All right. Um. Yeah. That, that I had the same main event as you, James. I'm not gonna take up too much more time with that. Um. There was a uh, question that Chad posed uh, on his social media. What up, Chad? Uh. That I saw you responded to Rance, and we were talking about this, and I told you I thought it was ridiculous. Um. <laughs> <laughs> like the um. I, I'm gonna try to get it verbatim here. Uh, how I asked it. Uh, I saw you say the biggest thing holding WWE back from what you want it to be is the fans. Like, and I told yes. you I wanted to talk to you on that. this show about that, and I felt like no, not only is that ridiculous, like you mm-hmm. you kind of got to pick a side. You know, are we a big part 
of the overall fan base or not. You know, because often, you know, I hear things like, you know, we're only X, X amount of percent, five, you know, five, ten percent or whatever. Then how does this five or ten percent have that much power then? I don't understand. Like, you got, like you got to help me out with this. Right? Like vocal or IWC people, quote unquote, right? Yes. Folks that cover this okay. and, you know, help me learn. Well, hey, well, I got a question though. Does that yes, sound sir. like five percent that's blowing Roman Reigns in these in these crowds? They don't there sound like five percent to me. There you go. And think about this though: they have a network that is only on the internet. Everybody's internet fan now. So yeah. that 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 myth that the IWC is ten or fifteen percent is completely debunked. Because if you own the network, everybody's an IWC fan. And I was also, talking about this with Dave Fenshaw. I, I told tickets. him that yes, I told him that this is not the IWC from 2004. Like that's over with. Yeah. Like this, yeah, <laughs> they sell their product through the internet. What's going to happen tomorrow? Yeah. And it's like you know, folks that read columns and, and you know be on forums and all that. I feel like it's more people than ever. Like I put out a column that's had a million reads before. Those people come from places. Like those people exist. Like, <laughs> like, like, it like, like Joe Biden said. Like, like, there's people behind those computers. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so like it's like real. like I mean, where's this disconnect yeah. like, like I don't understand how but at the same time you know they will tell us that we're such a small portion I don't understand how how fans like are the problem with WWE Okay um so so to fix to answer that question cuz I can say other things like the 50/50 booking I can say things like uh not giving faces a chance to be a face. There's a bunch of other things, but the question was, in your opinion, what holds WWE back the most? I am not. I am not one of the people online who thinks that WWE is as bad as a lot. So many people have made it to be. I think we're in a good spot. I am. They're not CNA. Well, nothing CNA, brother. That's another story. That or <laughs> I, Jim, mean, that's, like, I mean, look, that's like, that's. that's a, we, I, know, look, we know what's like bad, and then what is pure shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's a like you know. I passed the dumpster on the way home. That's TNA, bro. Like, that's another level. <laughs> but that's an insult but, to dumpsters. You're right. My bad. I apologize. Next time I see my garbage man, I will tell him I'm sorry because that. Is, that <laughs> Don't that's even tell him why, man. I'm sorry. Another level. <laughs> but um, the point I'm trying to make is, I think. Wrestling is such a unique uh, situation because it looks real, but we know it's not. And sometimes they can trick us into thinking it's real again, you know, or or investing us like it is real. But in every other medium, whether it be music, whether it be sports, whether it be entertainment, you know, the fans appreciate the entity for what it is, except for wrestling. I think in wrestling, so many fans, and mind you, I don't, I, I don't know you guys' background outside of the Facebook group or the podcast. I don't know if you guys have ever worked, I guess, in an official capacity in wrestling. I don't know if you have. But for the most part, the majority of us are just literally guys who grew up watching wrestling on TV and got regular nine-to-five jobs. So, I mean, we think we know, and to an extent we do know, but we have never been in that official capacity of really knowing about the business, especially not the WWE. So I think so many of us get to a point where we convince ourselves that this is what's best. Oh, yeah, Samoa Joe should go on a, a year-long winning streak. And the second he loses to 1F5, oh, well, the company sucks. 
I think we convince ourselves what we think is right so much and instead of allowing what the company does to t- and taking umbrage from that and, and making an opinion on that and appreciating that. Now, I'm not saying you have to like everything, because I don't. It may look like I do, but I don't. But I'm saying, you know, if we were to watch wrestling without this air of, well, we're better, without this snarkiness, not smart, but this snarkiness of we know better than they do. You know, uh, Vince McMahon is a third-generation guy. He's been, his daddy owned the company and this and that. But I know more than him. And I've been watching wrestling for 15 years. Like, I think that gets a little ridiculous at some point. So what I mean by that is if fans just continue to just enjoy the product, and if you don't like it, cool. You don't got to like it. But be a fan. Stop trying to be a booker. Stop trying to be more, stop trying to be the show. You're a part of the show if you're there, of course, by cheering, by booing, by responding how you feel. But stop trying to be the show. Be a fan. It's okay. Because I don't see fans going to Disney and saying, well, you know what? I know they're upset, but I don't see fans going to Disney and 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 boycotting Spider-Man because Mary Jane was, it, she's not a white girl no more. They complain about it. Which is gonna happen, but Spider Man gonna get a billion dollars. Are you aware? Are you aware uh, of Donald Donald Glover? (laughs) What do you mean? Like you know the Donald Glover for Spider Man uh, campaign? No, I know that. No, I remember that. But he's in the movie. And you don't think people were upset about that? About him being in the movie? About him being Spider Man? He's not Spider Man. Oh, he's not Spider Man. Okay. Nice. No, he's okay. just in the movie. Gotcha. He's so just he's another people, guy in the movie. Li- listen, like, but the thing they, was, they, he was campaigning to be Spider-Man. He was to the project. Like, people were like, what what capacity was. But when they found out that like the love interest in the movie was, was uh, uh, was what's it called? Or no, when they thought Zendaya was going to be Mary Jane, people lost their mind. Like, the same, people that, like, lost, Jane, like yeah. the same people that lost their minds when they saw like uh, the trailer and they saw, uh, I think his name's John Boyega. Uh, like pull off the pull off the stormtrooper mask. They were like, "That's bullshit!" Because like the stormtroopers were all clones of this white guy. That dude's black. Like they even like get to the part where like, "Oh yeah, this yeah. dude like they don't do clones anymore." They even like get wait till the movie to come out. They just lost their minds over. It. Like anytime, yeah. yeah. Like, maybe, but that's that's not his point. Uh, like, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that 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 is it's, it's not okay. And that's that's boy, that's talking racism. Now. That's another conversation. Yeah, no, but, no, no, that's completely racist. That's completely yeah. like, oh my god, I can't, like, oh my god, it's a black person doing something that typically goes to white people, like, I, my mind can't function. But then on the other right. end, you see, like, oh, Tilda Swinton is playing, like, the, the ancient <laughs> playing, one. Playing the ancient one in freaking, in, yeah. in, in the freaking Himalayas, is like, in Nepal and shit, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. I guess it's Scott, I guess it's bald Scottish woman supposed to play, and like, okay, sure, gotcha. Because that makes sense, because that's yeah. exactly how it's supposed to happen. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess, but the point I'm trying to make is, by and large, Regardless of how people feel about Zendaya, she's not Mary Jane. She's MJ. She's not Mary Jane. Right. Uh, but but it's still going to make a billion dollars. It's okay to complain, but they don't let it affect the bottom line. We do cancel WWE Network and things of that nature. We directly. We uh, well. I'm, I'm hold on real quick. Let me make one, one last point. We directly attack and affect the business of the company we swear to love because they got a couple things we don't like. I think that's a bit much. James, okay. you want to hop in there? Okay, so my, my thing my thing on that would be 
Um, I, I looked this up. This is something that I brought up. Um, All right, we're back. We have some technical difficulties. Uh, James, go ahead. Yeah, Riz, I, I, I agree with part of your point, but the, the thing is, and, and me, and, me and Rich talked about this on the show on Saturday on, on in the group. Sunday. And then back at WrestleMania time. And it kind of comes in line with uh, Brian Alvarez's One Nation, I'm sorry, One Nation, uh, Wrestle Observer Live point about uh, Heat. And then he further expanded on it in um, on, on the Cyrus and Lance show. Like, the issue is, like, we just don't get enough, like, happy endings, period, on like, on WWE. That's like, real. I can, I can accept that. So... We were gonna constantly beat down, and then like it never, and then like the the fact that we're getting beat down and hosed down and sprayed down with a water hose, and never we never get the reward is like you, like some of these storylines just never pay never pay off, like you know. But it, well, my my main point was I, I looked at this and all right, so since Daniel Bryan vacated the title after he had a, after the Kane match or or, or like, like June of two thousand fourteen, right, right, so. The champion, the universal champion, trans, and then we, you know, we've had the universal champion, and then the brand split gave us two belts again. So all the days that we've had um, the top belts, we had one belt to the time now, where we are now, and then we've had two belts. Mm-hmm. So we've had a hundred, we've had one thousand and sixty-six days where the heels were the top guys in in the company, where the, the champion in the company or the brand, right? Okay. We've had only 344 days where a babyface was the guy. And who was? I'm just curious. And like 100 of that is Roman. The law. Okay, so do you count Roman as a babyface? I mean, yeah. Like, what else? What else do we count him (laughs) as? Okay, Okay, so Roman Reigns. So, like, my point is, look, if you don't want to count Roman Reigns, it gets even worse. No, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I got you. Roman Reigns was Roman Reigns a champion for like like 99 days or something. like forty, he was champion for like seventy-seven days after WrestleMania yeah. thirty-two. He was yeah. champion for like forty-one days, and he ca- and he was champion for what I counted a day when he got cashed in on by Sheamus at uh Sur- at Survivor Series two thousand fourteen. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. So, like, if you want to count Roman as a heel, it gets even worse. It goes to like <laughs> you know two hundred. It goes to like two hundred days and something for Babyface with like, uh, like a. Or it'd be like it'd be like eleven hundred or nearly twelve hundred days where heels were champion. Like that is staggering. Like so, I I thought to myself, like, geez, I wonder how many days per week or days per year. That means over the last three years that we've had maybe face champions in for days in a year. That would be eighty nine days per year where the baby face is champion in like in ratio. Like, That's crazy. People measure on a promotion where you're where you, where the champion is only the babyface for like 13 weeks out of the year. Well, to be fair, that's how it was back in the day when Flair was going from town to town and Dusty would win it for like two weeks. And that's what we're back. saying. Apparently, WWE has turned into the 1980s NWA. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I get your point, and you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. There needs to be uh, better. There needs to be better booking for baby faces all together. Because the problem is, and this could be another, this could be a more uh, more nuanced to this point. But all right, all right, we're back from uh, some more technical difficulties. Apparently, uh, the Lord doesn't want us to to, to talk about these things. <laughs> um, 
I think the Lord has more important things to worry about our little old podcast. But okay, when say he says <laughs> when he says the Lord, he's talking about the wrestling Lord versus man. That's what he means. <laughs> oh, God. McMahonism, you remember? McMahonism. McMahonism. Oh my God, I'm so glad I missed all that. <laughs> it was terrible, but it was like funny terrible. Oh, so at man. least you got to laugh. So, so Ranch, you were saying about the nuance, uh, nuances with baby baby faces. I think, you know, man, I, it, I'm I'm not. I, I can't sit here and deny that the baby faces are at least not baby face ish. I don't know what I don't know. I can honestly tell you though, I don't know what fans want. And that's a genuine that's a genuine statement for me, not trying to be funny, not trying to be contrarian, not trying to start nothing. I don't know what fans want from their baby faces anymore because everything you guys or at least I don't want to say you guys in general, but everything that I've heard fans say they want, they've gotten in some capacity and they haven't liked it. And uh, we were just talking a little earlier uh, off the call, and James was talking about how Brian is doing awesome shit. Well, he is. And I, I get that you might want to cheer him, but the awesome shit he's doing is awesome in, in terms of it's genuinely hurting another person. So is that awesome in terms of, oh, it's awesome because we don't like Roman? Or is it awesome because, oh, man. Ding, ding, ding. 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 That's exactly the thing. Like, look, if you have an unsuccessful baby face and you beat the living hell out of him week week after week after week after week, and then he gets and then he gets mopped, and then the dude flips him over in the side of the ambulance that was coming to save him, and then he and then like he's no selling chair shots to his bad arm, and then like he 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 survives the 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 murder attempt, the assassination. (laughs) Like, what else do you think is gonna happen? It's like they don't like this dude, and like. You're beating the hell out of him every single week. Of course, the dude's gonna get over. I, I, I feel where you're coming from. I just, I just, I just don't get that. I don't get that thought process because I don't get me wrong. I, I, I know wrestling the shades of gray, and Braun is awesome. In fact, I was on the Braun bandwagon before he showed this. I, okay, so I wouldn't say that there's a shades of gray with Braun. I think Braun is a is a legitimately is a legitimately jerky guy. It's just the thing is they put him with the dude that like no one can get over. So you know what I'm saying? Like so, for example, after WrestleMania 30, or I'm sorry, yeah, like WrestleMania 31, they moved. Uh, um, they moved yeah, Roman I'm to sorry. Big Show. So after, I'm sorry, after Money in the Bank. After 2015, Money in the Bank, mm-hmm. they screwed Roman by having Bray come out there and job him, and then the whole thing was, in, the whole thing was anyone but you, Roman, mm-hmm. and the whole feud was based on Roman Reigns. Like, it's almost like Tupac and hit him up, like Braun Strowman. <laughs> sorry, not Braun Strowman. Bray Wyatt was out there to make sure that that the, made sure that he had a full photo to make sure none of Roman's kids grew right. So, <laughs> like. The whole thing is you have a you have a baby face that that's not getting cheered versus a, a heel that is getting cheered. Why would you put them next to each other and have them feud? You're not gonna get the dude that you're trying to get cheered over. But Braun wasn't getting cheered until they started started going against Roman. When he was against Sammy, he was getting booed his ass off. Right, because people actually like Sammy. So see, I don't, don't get put, that, James. I, I'm with you. I don't why get not, that though. because. Why not? Because the character should be the character, regardless if you like him or if you don't. If he's doing bad things, boom, who both of them? Hell. Okay. So, let's see. It don't work like that, bro. Like, don't. So, if Braun was doing this to Cesaro before he turned, y'all would boo him. 
Am I wrong? Am I right? Well, there's also two things. The strong, the stuff that they were doing with with Strowman and and, uh, and Zane, like it was typical babyface in peril stuff. And there are and there are look, Roman's great. Roman's a great big match performer, but like Sammy's one of the best wrestlers I've ever seen. Like Sammy's one of those dudes okay. that can like you saw his NXT run. I don't have to explain it to you. You understand, I agree. right? One hundred. He's amazing. Like he can get over the fact that like oh my god, he's getting the hell living hell beat out of him. Like, I will hope this dude can actually pull through and make it. Like we, I mean, we saw with the, uh, the 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 match between uh, Owens and him on NXT after mm-hmm. he double crossed him. Like yes. he can get guys over as this dude's dangerous. This dude can put you in peril, and then you believe it, and then he's almost like the uh, like Hogan back in the day where Hogan's in the be- in the bear hug, and he's li- literally reaching out to the fans, hoping yeah. that they give him energy so he can Hulk up and overcome. He's Roman's a beautiful face in peril. Yeah. So if Roman's not that guy. Like don't have don't have the guy he's going against look really really cool while whooping his ass. Like that's not helping Roman, and, and that's only getting the other guy over. If your plan is in fact to get Roman over, Roman may not be that guy, but if you watch these segments, he has no choice but to be the face in peril. The segment when right. he flipped the ambulance over, right? That he's was a fifteen minute segment Absolutely. because he jumped him, he, right. he 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 beat him with the whatever the, the thing is that they put the the equipment in. Then right. he walks away. I'm not finished with you. He put right. him. They they got him on the uh, the stretcher. He rolls him off the the side of the the building. But I'm not finished with you. Then he flips him again. Right. There is nothing more facing right. peril than that because he has no choice. Right. But here's the thing. People don't like Roman. But what had Roman? But what did Roman do over the past three weeks leading up to that point? He retired the freaking Undertaker. Okay. Okay, I'm about to, I thought you were talking about Braun. Yeah. And then, but, okay, oh, but then he, Undertaker was a show himself, too. Let me, let me, Roman, Roman retires the Undertaker, comes out the next day, and instead of saying, like, you know, I respect Undertaker, da-da-da-da-da, he comes out there like a smug prick, soaks in all those booze like a heel would. That's what you wanted. Hold on. And then says... It's my yard, like a, like a jerk. And, and drops the mic, right? Like Ricky Henderson. Like, if you're going, if you're going to be, now. if like, you're you going to be a jerk, if you're going to be a jerk, and bad things happen to you, people tend to not care about that stuff when, when bad things happen to people. Think of all the jerks that are that are relatively harmless. Like think of the Kanye West, the Levar Balls, um, any or Chad Osmond, anybody that, or T.O. Somebody that is ultimately harmless. They ain't hurt nobody. They ain't put yeah. nobody in no casket. They're not. Yeah. They, you know, they're not cheating their taxes. They're not. Yeah. You know, whatever. The ultimately harmless. When something bad happens to them, what happens? You see people root for them. Like if you know that's how people. If you know that's how people in general react to people in society, let alone a damn wrestling show, which means you gotta have. You know, you spending money on uh, to see aggression anyway. Yeah. So, so Austin wasn't a you jerk. You took this thing. You took this thing from us. You were a jerk about taking this thing from us. You get dealt with. People tend to cheer for that sort of stuff. So, so Austin wasn't a jerk. So Rock wasn't a jerk. So DX wasn't jerks. I mean, I, 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 get, I, get, I get the point here's you're making, but all the, the baby faces are jerks. Here's the here's the difference. When it came to Austin, Austin's situation was, at his heart, he's a good guy. 
but he's paranoid and you are not going to screw me over. Yeah, he didn't trust anybody. Over, I refuse to be screwed over by anybody. DTA, don't trust anybody. Don't turn your back on nobody. When you walk up and down that ramp, you have yeah. your you look over the corner you look over the, the corner out the corner of your eyes over your back to make sure nobody's gonna run out on you. That was awesome. Austin's character. The oh, Rock's character is he is he is literally the dude that snaps jokes and clowns on all of you and talks about how you're the big slow and how um and how uh, you're the game, uh, and all you can do is talk like this. Uh, and you're trail and park trash. Supposed to hate him the most, right? Huh? But y'all, you supposed to hate a guy like that the most in high school. Then you had the dude that snapped on everybody and never, never backed it up. No, you, 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 you want to make sure you're not the butt of that it's joke. Different from somebody step, it's different when someone steps to you and you talk, and then you bring it, and then you say, "Hold on, you got you out of pocket. I'm gonna put you back in your place." And you being Roman Reigns. And uh, I'm sorry. And uh, Lana and Rusev are having a wedding uh, celebration, <laughs> and you walk out there and then say that y'all kids are gonna look ugly. That's completely different. You're a jerk, right? So perfect example, right? We were just we were just talking about Sami Zayn. We were just talking about Sami Zayn, right? On yeah. um, we were yeah. talking about Sami Zayn. People like Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn over the past three weeks has been a complete jerk to the Canalysis. Mm-hmm. And then and then Maria came out there uh, last night, slapped him in the face, and then Mike and bashed, bashed a vase over his head. Now the dynamic changed back. So for me is so for me it's this, I, and I post this on the thing when it happened. Sami Zayn was a jerk and got dealt with. Dot dot dot. All caps. The end. Like you can be you can get away with being a jerk if a jerk is your thing, but if the thing is. People don't like you, and you're a babyface, so you're being a jerk anyway. What's going to happen when somebody comes and gets so you? They're going to treat you like you're a, you're going to treat you like a, like you're a heel. If people don't like you and you're a jerk about it, people are going to treat you like you're a heel. If people like you and you're a jerk about it, you can get away with it. You can get away with being Hulk Hogan and screwing uh, uh, Sid Vicious out of the '92 Royal Rumble. You can get away with it. <laughs> but if you're Roman Reigns, nah. nah. Speaking of uh, uh, someone people don't like, think about the reason why people <laughs> thought that it was going to be. Think about the reason why people thought this was going to be a hill turn um, after what Roman did at Bread Balls of Fire. Shit, I didn't. <laughs> no, pe- pe- I didn't think so, but I was like, we'll see, right? But people, a lot of people thought this was a, fe- a full on double switch, double turn, right? They thought it was some full on Austin and, and hard shit. Right. So Roman. Took this dude, Roman beat or fought this dude, has lost or got lucky the first time. Yeah. Because he missed because he missed a big splash and Thank you, know, you for front. admitting that, by the way. Because people don't want to admit that. They just say, well, Roman had to win. No, no Roman got nah, lucky. He was getting his ass no, the whole entire feud has been dominated by Strowman. It, it, the feud, look, the buildup and the matches have all been set up where the only thing that can stop Braun Strowman is whatever he runs into. That's, that's, that's literally <laughs> whatever. Yeah. And, that, and that's the issue I have with Braun as far as like as far as like people think he like he's sort like once you know the the, the pattern for these Braun Strowman matches like it's hard to unsee. It's like literally he dominates, then he runs into something, and then that sets up a, uh, either a comeback or a cutoff at some point. That's all his yeah. matches are. But anyway, that's his point. <clears throat> the whole feud is dominated by Strowman. Roman gets in this match. Roman gets his ass whooped until he can duck out of stuff so so Strowman can run into stuff. Then he gets to a point where he finally gets some type of advantage, and then because he's a dummy, he he jumps and he runs and jumps into a fucking uh 
wide open double doors of an ambulance and then strongly closed the door. So this dude's the baby face is just lost and pretty you know pretty much was pretty much one spot from getting a clean sweep in a in a three um, out of three pay per view matches in a few. This sore loser who's a baby face supposed to be a baby face. He opens he comes out he after losing clean comes out spears this dude beats the hell out of his arm in his head and then throws him in there and then tries to kill him. <laughs> The way you say it, I, I, I can see it from your perspective now. now I, understand people, I, I understand people want to say, well, this happened to Roman. Strowman tried to kill Roman like basically three or four different times. The thing is this, Strowman's the bad guy. Roman, like, I don't remember Austin or Rock literally trying to kill like Triple H. I don't remember that. You don't remember the night he, that he brought the gun? You don't remember when he busted into Brad Pillman's house? Austin's doing some pretty near the hill. He was, heel. he was still getting cheered, though. That mean, but that's my point. That's why, look, and also, like, besides the point, like, the home invasion is, like, one of my favorite angles because, like, that, they, y'all went over the line. You, what the hell's wrong with y'all? Y'all thought, y'all thought that bringing a gun, y'all bought a gun <laughs> yeah. and on TV was some good TV. Look, look, you want to you impress me, pull that shit out during a no, look, you want to impress me, pull that shit out during a no disqualification match. You ain't kicking out of that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know they do that on the Indies? Somebody in the Indies pulled out a gun during a no match. No, I quit match. I quit match. Yeah. I quit. Yeah, I saw that. That was hilarious. Oh, no, I, I, I see where you're coming from, and I mean, I may not agree with that, but I understand that perspective now because I never looked at it like him being a sore loser. I looked at it as him thinking this. This dude continues to tell me he's not through with me. I don't really give a shit about the match now it's over. I got to make sure he's not going to kill me. I'm going to kill him first. Just what, you know, I, I, that's just the way I looked at it. Because think about it. No matter what's happened, no matter what's happened, remember, Braun beat Roman clean the last match they had. Clean. One, two, three, and the ring. And he still wasn't through with him. So, I mean, if you're Roman, what you're going to do? Like, I got to move on. I told you I'm going to go after the title. I got to move on some kind of way because Monday he's probably going to try to kill me again. Let me get one up on him first. That's the way I looked at it. But the way I see it, how you do that is... Like you have to do okay. So for example, somebody like my perfect example of there's a there is a heel. There's two examples I have from my childhood of there is a heel that is running amok and making sure that this baby face is not prosper. And I wish they would leave my 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 quote unquote dog alone because this is bullshit. Like you are you are you are like in the way, right? So two perfect examples are mankind always 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 fuck with Undertaker, and then the second one is Austin. Like it seemed like. Once they did the whole um, SummerSlam, well, the SummerSlam Survivor Series, Rich. For which Austin one? And, 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 and Austin and, and Brett. The first match? Yeah, that was, uh, that that was, was Survivor, Survivor Series, Series. Right? yes. Okay, so once they get done with that, like, they're done feuding. And then, uh, you know, because Sean was pushing an injury, lost his smile on that kind of stuff. Like, hold they on, hold on, hold on, man. Hold on. Not too much. Look, I love Sean. Sean's like Sean might be my look, favorite wrestler. But we can clown look, Sean. He, he, ain't, not, he ain't above these jokes. Like, like, I'm not doing this. I'm taking this belt. All right, I'm handing you this belt back. I'm not doing no jobs for nobody, especially yeah, Brett. So, he did. so Brett gets back into the title picture, and then Austin is back is back meddling with this man again. I'm just like, dude, I want you to go away. Like, why won't you just die? Just die. Yep. Go away. Leave my dog like somebody alone. else. Leave Brett alone. Right, almost like the, uh, the, the dude, uh, the dude with the blind hair that goes, "Leave Britney alone." I was like, "Leave back when I was in." I was like, "Leave Brett alone." This is ridiculous. So, like, 
this Braun Strowman thing is kind of like that now, where it's like he's constantly chasing this dude. But the thing is, how Brett handled it, how uh, how Undertaker handled it, the same way. I am going to put you, I am going to beat you and humble you, and or I'm going to basically do something to you that alters your career, right? By beating, by giving you such a beating. So like by Austin, Austin, I'm sorry, Brett made Austin pass out. He could have killed him in theory with all the pain and all the bloody loss, right? And it's a mission match at WrestleMania 13. Would that man ass? For Undertaker, he threw yes. him up top of the cell twice. <laughs> so what's the difference between what Taker did and what Roman did? Because both, you could argue that he was trying to kill mankind. It was a match. Could you not? They were in the, were in the middle of a match. It was Austin, a match. Like, this, Roman did that the match. Had the, had the bell, had the bell rung because it was before the match technically. They started the, the match on top of the cage. I mean, the bell, the bell hadn't rung up there. The bell only rang when he okay. came back. Well, this is what I say to you, right? They fighting back and forth. Okay, either way, Undertaker comes up the cage. They're fighting, going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and then Undertaker throws him over the top or throws him off. You tell, like, you tell me what goes. You tell me, like, they're in the middle of fighting. It's a fair one. If somebody happens to fall, you know, 15 feet to their death. <laughs> yeah. That man like, fell off the roof that, like that's on above the rim. That, the match already happened. I lost. Strowman is trying to literally knock on the thing to send me to the ambulance for my safety, right? He's not trying to flip over the ambulance this time. I get out. I stop the driver from, from, from driving off. I get out. I pull out the driver. I commit seven, like seven felonies before we even get to attempted murder. <laughs> Roman can't win, man. He I'm can't win no matter what, dog. He can't look, I, win. Look, I understand. Look, but Strowman, and also, like, it also looked really bad on Monday when he came out there and, and, and his and his excuse was, well, Angle, you and Lesnar were both in the attitude area. Y'all did shit like that all the time. Like, bruh, don't this, don't, to me, I'm like, no. Like, I told you sell drugs, no. Hope did that, so hopefully you, you don't have, have to go, go through that. that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just couldn't imagine. I, I was like, bro, you sound so lit. Oh, well, y'all was out here, you know, doing all types of crazy stuff. And like, like, dude, that has nothing to do with you. Right. We passed but, those days. We're yeah, not giving but, unprotected headshots no more with chairs. But doesn't that, doesn't that sound like a prostitute coming to you and saying you shouldn't have had that baby? I mean, like, you really ain't got no, you have no business telling me what I should and should be doing, knowing your track record. Especially Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle didn't, Kurt Angle gives no fucks about his life at all. We've watched his career. He doesn't, anybody who jumps off the top of the cage so effortlessly and just crashes like that does not care about their life, bro. There's no way. I'm just saying. I, I feel you. I feel you. I'm, I'm just I saying. You. Like, I feel, the way I feel it you. is with people is, if people don't like you, they, like, this, this is life. If they rock with you, there's a lot more slack given to you than if someone don't rock with you. That's that's okay. how life works. Perfect. I'm not saying it's fair. I'm not saying it's right. People don't like Roman, so when Roman does jerky things, it's only getting them further away from their goal of actually making him the number, the guy to succeed, uh, or actually already is, but like being successful at it, being the successful yeah. guy at actually succeeding, uh, Cena once you know once Cena's done actually be taking the WWE into the the twenty twenties like this is such a like at this point the only thing I can see them actually doing to fix this is he fully actually turns heel and then over time comes back to it 
But now he, he's not, like, I'm, this been something a long time this. ago. But he's never gonna get over his baby face ever. He, but he hasn't been baby face for a while. I would argue. I he's think he's been baby face since 2014. I don't think he's been baby face. I think he's really just a tween, tweener. That whatever situation he's in, he does what he does. I re- so so if, okay. If so you're, when, if you're saying he isn't, then how come you? I can how come y'all want to give me the argument? Not you guys, but in general, that oh Austin wasn't a baby face. He was an antihero. Well, how can you antiquate it for him, but not for the other guy? Because one like, of them's he, heroic. He, he, <laughs> right? no, There's only been not. one. But here's the thing. So, so for me, like just because Austin is like the only success is the outlier doesn't mean you need to put him next to him to show you like like so for example. Austin is the is the exception, not the rule of being successful at doing this sort of thing. And also, I yeah, agree. and he had the perfect foil, right? Like, I agree. Are you in the comic books? Yes, very big, very big. Okay, yes. so Austin, Austin at his heart is a good guy, but he's just paranoid, right? And the main thing is there was an absolute foil that deserved to be put down from all the all the freaking time in McMahon, right? Okay. There's not like some. I mean, I guess you could say the authority, but like the authority aren't people that like because because they never get they never get embarrassed or they rarely get embarrassed. They're like that's not the, this ain't the proper environment to actually get this popped off to where he can be the next Austin or and try to run it like he's Austin. And I'm not trying to say he's Austin, by the way. Bro, his, Roman Reigns' main opponent is the fans, not a wrestler. I, w- I would agree. I would. You're right, and I think I, I don't think they're trying to make him Austin. I think they tried to make him babyface. No doubt. I'm like, not gonna sit and tell you they I, didn't. This but is I what I'm saying, th- right? Okay. I would say the reason why I, I would think that that he, I don't I don't do the whole he's a tweener thing is because one WWE like aside from Austin has never really done he's a tweener type. Guys, like they might have guys, you know, like like Brock is like an example of he for since he's been back in WWE and oh. since 2012 he's been a heel. But oh, Roman's not getting over, and the crowd is, and we know the crowd's going to shit on him come WrestleMania 31. So we need to like shine you up as not being the biggest jerk in the world, or as being such a monster. So like. We can get you some cheers, and then I see you know like Suplex City pops bulls off the charts like after WrestleMania 31, mm-hmm. or even him right now versus or against Joe over the weekend, where like they kind of moved it to where like it was about instead of a, a face heel dynamic, it's more of a they tried to make it like it was a like a shoot fight where it was yeah, like, like more MMA stuff. Yeah. It was almost like Conor McGregor, McGregor May, Mayweather, except you know we know both of those guys are heels, right? Um, yeah. So, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so. Yeah, so, like, when it comes to the Roman thing, is like, you look at these Roman feuds, and it's always, like, or not always, but you think about his Bray Wyatt feud, like, it starts because Bray Wyatt comes out there and screws him. Mm-hmm. Like, Triple H, Triple H screws him, and Sheamus screws him, and mm-hmm. Vince screws him. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it was setting up for it, but, like... Well, technically, he, Roman, chose, Roman screwed Triple H first when he was with the Shield, but I feel you. Uh, no, because remember when they screwed them, it was because they heard from Kane. Kane spilled the beans that they were going to drop. They were going to drop them. So they mm-hmm. had to, so they struck first. That's that's what started. Like the day after WrestleMania, the, the right after WrestleMania 30, like Kane gets so gets so infuriated with them that he spills the beans that they were going to originally double that the authority was going to double cross the shield. So when 
they're basically going to cash in on Daniel Bryan in the main event. The Shield screws over Triple H. Yeah. And then it leads to the Evolution uh, feud. But from, but from Triple H's standpoint, can't you say that Trip, that they, he screwed him over? I mean, Triple, look, Triple H is no. an asshole. He's turned on everybody that he's oh, ever been well, aligned with. Heel, he, so he, has <laughs> he has a warp. He has a warp. You got all these extra rules for everybody else, but Roman can't get extra rule. I love it. I love it. No, 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 no. What did I? What did I say? I didn't say he's like. I said like, look, I, it's, it's like the Austin parallel. Like you said, it's Shane Gray, right? He's like, hey, he's about to screw me. I screwed him first. But there's all these qualifiers for everybody else with Roman. We just like don't like him to screw him. There's a qualifier like, for everybody dislike, else we mentioned. Are you talking to me? Because I don't dislike Roman. I don't talk about you in general. I'm just saying that when I when I say y'all, I mean like fans in general. So forgive me for I'm not I'm not aiming at the YouTube guys, but I just feel like if you look at every big star we've ever had, um, and whether you like it or not, he's Roman's in that class now. He might not be t- at the top of it, but he's in that class. Uh, there's always a there's a there's a qualifier for everybody. Well, Austin was he acted hillish, but he had a reason because he was paranoid. A rock was this. Well, Triple H was that. Well, this and that. Well, there's no I, qualifier. I, I, for I don't I don't really do the Triple H as a, as a babyface thing at all. Really, like I stopped watching wrestling after WrestleMania uh, 16 because like he's the first babyface to ever like walk to ever win the main event of WrestleMania. And heel. after that shit, first I was like, heel. I'm done. I'm first done. Heel. This is first heel to ever win WrestleMania. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, and I, and, that, and I was all the time like Rock was like hot was like Rock was the hottest I ever seen any wrestler ever, and he was like really, and then he wins the he wins the title the next week. Why? For fucking heat. So <laughs> I was done. Like I didn't even like I found out recently that Rock won the title the week the month after. Like if I just held on, I'd probably still be watching wrestling. But that's the point. Like my thing is. You look at these fuse that Roman's been in, and almost all of them are he's been screwed, or somebody's, you know, like so. For example, my other yeah. point was when they were going to do the the Survivor Series Roman Roman Reigns versus uh, Seth Rollins match in 2015 before he blew his knee out. The whole thing started as like, all right, you screwed me when I was in, the, you broke up the shield to screw me, mm-hmm. and then you stole my freaking WrestleMania moment. Yeah. But I mean, you, I mean, don't get me wrong, like. If you want, for me, if you find like, like the who's the like, he started one of the feuds and he was a baby face. I would say like that Rusev feud. Like he absolutely started that Rusev feud. He was a jerk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, we're just at a point now where like he needs to like they need to like do something besides just this with him because it's not working. You say it's not working, but he's got the biggest reactions and he's selling the most merch. So what what is working? Is he selling the most merch? Yes. The numbers, the numbers tell that. You saw him on versus Cena. Well, I mean, nobody said him versus Cena. We know that. Okay. I mean, he's the number one of the full time guys. Okay, he's number the, one. But here's the thing: out of all the full time guys, he's not selling so much of a substantial more amount than like than any than the number two guy or number three guy. Is, so it's like you're at the, a point now where like you can just pick your guy, and they did. And the thing is, it's like Roman Reigns benefits from the moving of more goalposts. Than any other wrestler on the roster. So you're saying the refs keep uh, giving them extra five yards just to get close to pretty much WWE? Yes. <laughs> okay. I would say this, right? So remember how people were so upset with Cena because he like what was it? How many main events of WrestleMania did he headline in a row? Oh man, it was like I think he did three in a row at one point. Uh, it was 11, 12, and thirteen. Twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three. That's who. Four. Yeah, it was it was damn near almost. He's made invented three three WrestleManias in a row twice. Yes. Okay. 
So we're now at the point now where Roman's about to do four. Excuse me. No. Oh, He's only main event at five WrestleManias. He, he, he main evented WrestleMania 22, 23. He wasn't in the main event at 24, not 25, not 26, 27, he 28, 29. Was in a, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. That wasn't he a was in, match. You're he right. was in championship match. Championship match, match. I mean, but, you know, official thing. last match. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, Roman, so, four, yeah, four yeah. main yeah. events in a row? That's insane. And the only reason, and the only reason Roman main evented this one. It's only because Undertaker was retired. That man stole Undertaker one. Undertaker wouldn't retire. It would have been last. Is that? Can we agree on that? If but that's he, the thing. They who, who did they choose? Who did they choose to retire Undertaker? Like that's a big. That's a big freaking is that, privilege. Is that they or did he choose it? We don't know. That, that news hasn't come out yet. Well, you mean Undertaker? Ta- Taker has requested to wrestle guys numerous times. Okay. So you look at the layout I'm, 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 of the card. Tell me I'm wrong, bro. But what I'm saying. You look at the layout of the card, the only people he was going to, it was going to be two people, either him or Cena. I mean... And Cena had his, and Cena had his engagement thing. Maybe. I don't know, but even... I think even about it like this, right? If you're going to retire Undertaker, if you're, if you're going to retire Undertaker, mm-hmm. you can't leave and not be on, and not be on TV yourself for months and then show up for, and show up on the 4th of July. That, that No way Vince is going to let that happen. But you're admitting it made sense then. Given the circumstances, that's all they had. To, that's the only thing they could come up with. Okay. As all right, man. Let's, 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 let's we, we went a little long on that time. I want to get to this before we run out of time. Uh, Alberto Del Rio was suspended from oh, GFW oh um, oh, on suspicion God. of oh, domestic God. battery. It turns out uh, Paige came with a story revealing uh, that he actually did not put his hands on her. And it is a situation that has been, you know, I want to say they've been together for maybe like a year and a half at this point. And from the day it started, uh, it's been nothing but vitriol in their direction. Uh, I feel like this whole, um, uh, you know, issue is separate from the other issues that they've had because I felt like, you know, for the majority of it, and I wrote a column about this, it was basically Alberto Del Rio and Paige. We don't need to, like, what, what was the damn shit I said? <laughs> it's been a long time. Stay, stay out of their business. It's none of stay our business. business they're, they yes, deserve their own problems. Their, yeah. their personal lives are none of our business. And I stand yeah. behind that. Um, Today, when when they get into you know all this whole thing, and I say that because from day one a picture came out of them. There are elements, you know, there are all these folks lined up to hate for various reasons. You can point it out because of the age difference. You can point it out because of the race thing. You can point it out because they don't like Alberto Del Rio. You can point it out because Paige has a section of fans that are like stands for her. That may feel like these, you know, he took away their fantasy woman. That that's simply what I felt like a lot of this came down to. And what me though, right? But the I know Rance, you 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 vehemently disagree with you know my stance on this. So absolutely, what I said. What um like what do you think about this whole thing? Especially like you know like you you felt you expressed to me that you by them being in the public eye. They open themselves up for all opinions. I don't agree with so, that. Let me, let me put it to you like this. I'm, I'm a desktop support technician, right? 
So I work seven to four every day, Monday through Friday. I'm, my business is not in the open. Now, let, let, let me let me let me flip you like this. I don't, I don't think I'm Facebook friends with you, James, but we'll be friends for the end of the night. But I know I'm Facebook friends with Rich. Let's say if I had relationship drama, where every five minutes I was posting, "Oh, we're back together. We're not. Oh, well, this and that. Well, I hate you, and you know all that." Eventually, you being my Facebook friend, you might say, "You know what, man? I'm really sick of this shit." I'm not going to sit here and, and I'm going to unfollow you so I don't see your, your feed because I'm sick of this. These people have chosen to put their lives in the public sphere, not only as wrestlers, but as reality stars. And I get the argument that all reality isn't true, but reality shows come from a modicum of truth. They, they script situations, but everything that happens in situations really happen. So see, they have chosen to put themselves in the public eye. Another thing, all the all the uh, Twitter followers page has, all she talks about on her Facebook page is the real. So I think that, you know, I'm not saying that we should go to their house and say, fuck them. I'm not saying that we should do everything in our power to try to get in contact with her and say she needs to leave him. But if, I have every right in the world to say, oh, well, hey man, I think both of them crazy and this, that, and the other. And they're giving us situations to say these things. They've had like four run-ins with the cops in like seven months. But the thing is, you know what I mean? This has been going on from the second they were before anything happened. Before yes. anything happened, we saw people saw a picture of them get out online and lost their fucking minds. Like like pretty much similar to the Star Wars thing and everything like that. And yeah. I just feel like it's a situation where where folks saw one of the divas because it's real weird with the women in WWE that's pretty much why Sasha Banks like went super quiet with her marriage and everything that which made it worse for her in my opinion I I actually really hadn't heard too much uproar from it because she just kind of went and did it and it wasn't like a huge thing but the whole thing with it is they're people too like 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 you you mentioned rance that you know if you saw someone doing it on facebook you'd unfollow them well these people aren't unfollowing page and del rio they're assault they're, they're assassinating their social media like on everything and basically i'm gonna mention this guy ryan satin from pro wrestling sheet has been covering this <laughs> shit inaccurately from day one yeah. based out of spite and personal feelings and pretty much just jealousy and bullshit like <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but then, it, but then it's news too. I mean, okay, this is news so, that happened today. This is news. This is the first time I feel like it's been all news. This, I don't. I don't Otherwise, think I think it's just people hate. It have been news, but we 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 talk about CM Punk on the challenge on MTV. He ain't wrestled in years. This is wrestling news. This is what we do. We talk anything with the when the second they started covering what Jr. writes on his barbecue page is when I was like, okay, we have lost all objectivity. When it comes to news, because what is it? Because we cover tweets in news. Go to, go to wrestling and go to Lords of Pain. Go to any of these news pages. I'm not talking about the Observer or any of that. I'm talking about just like the the big dirt sheet pages, and that's the news we see. So it's news. I'm not saying it's credible news, but it's news. Mm-hmm. James, you like you want to hop in? Okay, so what you're describing, Rance, is the teams, for lack of a better better term or whatever is like the bastardization of media in the age of social media and the fact that things are so expedient so yes um tmz so 
once TMZ was able to get stuff like, for example, Junior Seau's 911 call or, for example, the Ray Rice elevator video where, yeah. he's, not, where he's knocking out his then-girlfriend, now wife, uh, Janae Rice, like, those things are, those things have become, like, where now everything, instead of, uh, I think uh, the saying is like, you know, ready, aim, fire as far as getting, you know, everything right and everything out. It's like, we just need to get this now just ready, fire as opposed to it's better to be first because you're going to get the clicks than it accurate yeah. than, than to be 100 percent accurate. Like no one really cares if you write the better news article or better news story. They care about getting the news first. Right. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So part of that is. You're in your people are in such a people are in such a shot or people that work for these uh, spots are in such a shotgun mode of I'm just trying to I'm just trying to get shots out there and try to just throw shit at the wall or whatever, as opposed to trying to figure out what's actually newsworthy, what's actually something that, um, you know, given standards of uh, of what's actually newsworthy historically, like. And also, you know, that also comes along with your with your preferences for whatever else uh, you're into. So, yeah, like. We are, you know, there's a, this is a big sphere, big sphere of, of coverage that we have. So like, they're not, WWE's not immune back like they were, you know. 10, 15 years ago. 10, 15 years ago, yeah. right? Like, they'll, because there's so much wrestling, out, wrestling information out there, so many people that are trying to gather news, they'll cover, like, wrestlers are pretty much now getting covered, damn near like athletes. 100%. Yes, but the thing is, I don't know, because there's really no way for me to know this. But like, I don't know if there was a a real deal, legitimate marriage or relationship between star male athlete X and star female athlete Y, or you know. Star female athlete X and star female mm-hmm. athlete Y or male, mm-hmm. you know, or male and male. Yeah. Like, I don't know if they would literally be in the mud and like carry and follow this. I mean, I, I depending on the market, like if they're in New York, mm-hmm. yeah, they're in LA, yeah, if they're in Nashville, no, they wouldn't get the coverage at a page in, um, in the real have gotten, maybe like, so. They're just, but. There's just been so much going on that is like, and honestly, some of the stuff it looks like at this point now, like it looks like I don't know. I'm not saying they need they don't need to be together with each other, but both of them need some type of like counseling, yes, in, in their health. Both of them, because like, like the fact that like both or one of them, like one of them claimed the other one had has a bag full of cocaine. They've been on coke all day. Like bro, that like me and Rich yeah. joke about people being high on cocaine all the time. Yeah. But not actually like in real life. <laughs> and, and these are things that are done out in the open, though. It's like it's not like all this stuff is being done in their house. It's all out in the open. Like, let me tell you some of the facts of their of their relationship that I didn't I didn't hack their computer. I didn't break in their house. These are readily available facts that either they've let us know or has happened out in the open. Alberto Del Rio was married and is still married and is in his dating page. It's a fact. Alberto Del Rio left WWE and has trashed them at every single chance he's gotten. Fact, Paige still works for WWE and has no showed events and has been absolutely insubordinate to WWE. Fact, Paige is showing up to all these other wrestling events that no other wrestler is ever allowed to do 
even put on a lucha mask to watch a uh, whatever he is to her uh, on a pay per view. Fact, the tape came out, and that's not her fault. But she desecrated the title in the tape. That's a fact. These are all facts that are readily. Not to mention they've had all the different dust ups with the law. Fact. I, I these aren't things that I came up with. These aren't things that I tried to figure out. These are things that are readily available to me either through them or through something that they did in public that people saw. Right. So at so some point, I don't think it's a problem for me to say, hey, man, I got a problem with this. This is messed up. I'm not saying that I'm going to break in the house and post in dog shit, leave him, or you're going to die. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, I got the right to comment on it because it's in public. I'm not going to comment on you guys' relationship in public because y'all aren't in the public. But these people are in public. They are public figures. If we know, like, for example, Russell, uh, James Harden just made, got uh, $228 million. Long uh, money. Extension, right? I'm from Houston, so that's all we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Right? That's public knowledge. So if somebody come at him talking about some money or people talking about his money, you can't say, oh, well, leave his pocket alone. We don't need to talk about that. It's public knowledge. Right. But there's a, but, hey, okay, let's so, rob that nigga. For example, right, where's, where's the line then? The line is when you physically try to do something to them or you impede their their actual space or their actual privacy. That's when the no. line is. I can okay. say whatever I want. So, all right, so let's see. Okay, so hold on. So let's say, for example, and this has happened in the 90s all through time, all different sure. times, right? Public, a public figure gets outed for being gay, right? Is that right. fair? Because they had Because somebody go ahead and can go through and look at some information and find out this person was doing X, Y, or Z. Is that fair for to release that? It's news, man. I don't I don't like it. I don't think it should happen. But it's news. It's the news cycle that we've created. But my point it's is but my point is what's the line on that? We can't we can't the line is so far we can't bring it back all of a sudden. Our president tweets everything all day long. This is the line this is where we live in, man. I'm not look. So if if right now, but here, us, listen, we, right? There's a lot of fu- there's a lot of fucked up shit that happens in this world, right? Yes. And there are certain fu- there are certain things that depending on depending on how you feel about it, and and the, the world's already so far gone on it in the in the sixth world and all that kind of stuff. There's certain right. stuff that you still just not gonna stand for just off the strength of who you are as a person, right? Right. So for you to say that in this particular area, I'm going to put up a fight, and in this particular area, I'm not. I'm kind of looking at you sideways. I'm kind of like, all right, well, like you're just arbitrary making up the rules as you go. So be consistent. I'm with you. So, but but all I'm saying is, I got the right to talk about it. I'm not saying that anything else should happen. I'm just saying I got the right to talk about it. So so the whole conversation stems from Richard. Con- just from my perspective, I just feel uncomfortable once we start getting into certain things. Like now, as far as like. Like you gotta admit, this is straight up like detective stuff to find out. Like, oh yeah, I can look all the reflection. I, I believe it's the reflection of her phone is how they found it that she was at this pay per view. Like yes. that's some, like that's some real, like that's some real, like <laughs> Sherlock, Sherlock and Watson type shit. Like, come on now. It went off the reflection like, of her phone. She had a pass in her hand, and someone zoomed in the picture. Still, it's, it's detective stuff. Like, yeah, that, that's some real, that's some real like CSI shit. Like, come but on, man, y'all, y'all out here to get these people. And yeah. she is, she is one of the most perilous people, human beings on the earth. So, I mean, somebody probably would have had an idea sitting next to her. Why look, think about it like this, right? We just had an angle back in what was it December, November, 
based mm-hmm. on the fact that Chris Jericho was ringside wearing a lucha mask, and no one, no one, look, no one found him, look, no one exposed him. <laughs> yeah, a Sin Cara mask at that the week after they had a fight. All right. right. That's God status. That's God All status, right. bro. That's All God right. status. Yeah, man. But, Ranch, you, you were going to make one last point on that? Oh, uh, no, I was just, I just wanted to say, I mean, well, Rich surprised the hell out of me coming with what he came with because I never knew. I don't really have a lot of people in my personal life that I see every day that are really wrestling fans. It's like two, three people, maybe four. So the majority of my wrestling, my wrestling friends are through Caleb or my boy Carl, like who aren't you guys. Mm-hmm. I talk to you guys through Facebook or through text. So, you know, I, I, I don't have an opportunity to, to talk to people like this. So I didn't know that there was a chance that people were upset with it because Alberto Del Rio is Mexican or because Paige is pristine in their eyes. But, but that's just I, light, right? No, you're right. So you you're see, right, but... like, you see any, how do I say this, right? Can you name, like, any of the TV shows that, that you can think of from your childhood or what or what have you where, like, would it involve, like, people that are of dating age and then, like, you see, like, whoever is, like, the top white character on, on their TV, like, dating a black person or dating somebody else person of color. color. Like that's very few, that's very few and far between, and it's never like an ongoing storyline where that person eventually gets married to it. It's always like a thing to be like, yeah, to let you know, like it, it's but like that's just that's just a reflection of society because of like remember when Zach was so dating seg- Lisa for yeah, that one we episode. We are so segregated, and we have so many issues in this country, as far or not this country, in the world, period, as far as race or whatever that goes with it. It's like okay, like some of y'all are hating or whatever, but some of this stuff is just ridiculous. Yeah. And, no, and, then you, and then right. you, so you have to worry about like then you have to think about like okay how much of this is like you have to think in your mind and take in account like how much of this is they just don't like this dude and how much of it is like they don't like and they especially don't like this dude with her so you're right but you that's know, like white women are, white women are is one of those third rail topics you know that one hundred and two I understand exactly what you're talking about but I'm saying the point I'm trying to make is about me in particular. I never that never crossed my mind. I never cared because I don't care about those two, whether they're wrestlers or not. It never crossed my mind. The only thing that I had to say about the top subject, which started the dialogue, was Rich put the collar out, basically saying, and I'm putting words in your mouth. Forgive me, but basically, shut up about their business. Let them live their life. Well, see, that wasn't cool with me because we got the right to talk about it if it's in public. Whatever the other issues are, I never even knew about it until Rich brought it out to me. I never okay. even thought about mm-hmm. it. I'm okay. like, now, now that I think about it, I can understand that it. That means it was good okay. calling then. I, I, I made you think about something. So that... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, I'm not going to sit here and be one of the people that say I don't see race, but I don't think about that shit on a regular basis. Unless I'm forced to. So if I'm watching two wrestlers who I'll... When wrestling goes off, bro, I talk about it, but I'm not thinking about these people in my personal life. Unless, we're, unless I'm talking about them. So Jose Rodriguez and Sarah J. Beavis never crossed my mind. Unless something was being talked about so I never thought oh man well you know what this is a racial thing here about them dating I was just like these people dating they wilding out it's fucked up it, it, it wasn't okay so for me it wasn't a thing of it's it's a Mexican man in a in a uh, British chick Anglo woman um, yeah. getting, getting it on like my whole thing was like okay that whatever can't be and, then, and then you see and then like you see the feedback and it's like overwhelmingly negative and you're like wait hold on why I don't understand. To their credit, you know even the like, WWE had a problem with it. So maybe huh? they knew something we didn't. But this is off this, this, is from, off this was off GP. This was like, when he jumped. This wasn't like <laughs> right? after, this was when he was still with this is like when he had just came back to the company. 
Yeah. And everything was copacetic allegedly. Like, yeah. so it was like, okay, that's odd. Where's it coming and, from? You know, because yeah. me, I'm also thinking the same thing like you. Like, I'm not, like, this is how I deal with a lot of this stuff, right? And I, my, and my, this is how my moral compass really goes as far as, like, fair, fairness of how people should be able to, or fairness of how people are, are, be, are being treated when they're being harmless, right? Mm-hmm. I don't care, so it, I don't care, so I don't see how that shit bothers the next person. I'm with you. Know you. That's kind of how I feel about things. Yeah, I just, I just don't, I just don't care. So I was like, when I see people like react this way, I'm like, okay, I'm, de- I'm completely detached from it. But like, why are you, why are y'all so charged up? I don't understand. Yeah. And then like you look around and you see some of the stuff that's like, our, some of the stuff you see online. I mean, obviously, you know, the internet is obviously accessible at points, but it's like, oh, boy, yeah. it's like, dude, why is like, why is this still going on when like literally half of the women in the in the WWE ended up end up with other wrestlers, end up with another wrestler because like, who else are you gonna find on the road? Yeah, that's the life they live. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I think that's a good place to uh, to wrap it up. Uh, we're about we're a little we're in a little bit long, but that's all right. Uh, introduce some rants to uh, to all y'all. Uh, rants, I want to thank you for coming on the show uh, today. Uh, thank you for having me. Sir. For yes, sure, man. Thank you for having me. We'll have to do it again, man. Once you once you get up and running, like we'll we'll come through. You know, hop on hop on your joint, and you got to swap work over here. Um, anything you want to want to plug? Where can where can everybody find you, Rance? Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at it's Ray Cash R E Y. I don't post shit. I guess I got to start now. But uh, yeah, holla at me on that. Uh, Facebook Rance Mars R A N C E. Uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm one of them dudes that my life is open. I got nothing to hide. So holla at me, man. Um, don't, don't don't do that. Don't do that. I got nothing to hide, bro. I'm even even, even if you do, don't do that. Like you you okay. just you just invite it on. Invite okay, trouble. Bad. James said, "Don't do it. I ain't gonna do that." But you can holler at me. At, you can holler at me on either one of those mediums. I'm periodically still write columns on Lords of Pain. Um, if you see me, it's probably with my boy Carl King Kirvin. Uh, so yeah, those are my mediums, man. Holler at me on those. Anybody want to talk, man? Just hit me up. And remember, as a rule, rule states: don't come kicking that fuck shit. Yes. Yeah. Even. Yeah, now you always man, gotta put that out now, there. Come and holler at you because you open because you open book. You ain't got nothing to hide. We even have people come out here and come at you out of pocket all the time. You gotta you gotta let people know ahead of time. You can't just you gotta come correct. You can't just come at me with this foolishness. Yeah, so we gonna rewind all of that. Yep. Don't come at me with that fuck shit. But you know how to, you but you know my stuff. There you go. Don't come at me with that fuck shit. <laughs> there you go. For sure, man. James uh, Boyd told me to say that, and I agree. I'm with you. Right, right. Uh, y'all can check out. Uh, I, I put out uh, another uh, couple columns this week. Uh, I talked about the uh, eight uh, matches I can't wait to see with a bonus match in the G1, and I also put out a column on SocialSuplex.com, basically arguing why or asking was Black Ninja the greatest video game wrestling character there ever was. The immortal, the immortal black, black ninja. ninja bro. Yes, black ninja. It's a, it's amazing. Yeah. I gotta you get know. my sixty four out, man. For hey, sure. Man, send me the link to that. I didn't know you did this, bro. I, I finally wrote it today. I, I had the, the idea to write that column for a couple years, and then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do it. And I, I've been getting a lot of responses on Reddit from it, and you know, a lot of folks uh, recommending stuff. Some people agree, uh, but I know in that game. I use the ninja, you know. I don't care. I don't care. It was the great Suzuki. I ain't know about none of that. I want the ninja. 
Give me that he's dude. He's a ninja. But, yeah, um, he's nobody yeah. else. He's the Black Ninja. Right. With capital V. Right. P-H-E. Right. Uh, Shouts out to uh, Jeremy, who's putting out the uh, fantasy WWE G1 columns. He's pumping them out uh, pretty much on an every other day basis. So that's a hell of an undertaking to try to do that thing, to write a G1 out, completely book it yourself, and come up with all the finishes and keep it interesting. So shouts out to him. Uh, We're going to have Sierra Reed, our women's wrestling expert, join us for our preview of the May Young Women's Classic and also the analysis on it. She's pretty much going to come school everybody. Uh, What up to her? And uh, James, you got anything else you want to add on here? Nothing. I have nothing to add. I just saw Jeremy on on our group post a video of the end of the show from Monday uh-huh. where Angle's on the phone with, with you know, the, the mystery love interest. Yeah. Yes. And then, like, it's a video where it turns out he's on the, he's allegedly on the phone talking talking all sweet to Kane. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that'd be a twist. Kane is yes, back. That's a real swerve. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'd be curious to hear you guys would think that's going to be, man. I, I'm really hyped for that. Oh, ste- either Stephanie or Dixie. You don't think it's a gay dude? You don't think it'd be a, a gay storyline? It could be. They want to do it. It, it, they it, do, it could be. Here's the thing, right? WWE is not responsible when it comes to any any type of racial or 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 um, sexual orientation or gender stereotypes. They're not. They're just bad. Like, think about before the women's revolution, where pretty much their entire their all of their feuds were based on the fact that like. Women hate each other, and quote unquote, right? That's the, that's the whole theory. All women are crazy and they hate each other, right? Yeah. So Paige will snap, AJ will snap. Um, yeah. You know, uh, AJ, Nikki, AJ Nikki will turn snap. Nikki will turn on her sister for no reason. I wish I would have killed you in the womb. Yes, yeah, in the womb. Too. <laughs> and, they, and then remember, they did the, the what did the Bart the Bill the Bill Billy Gunn and what, what was a few what was a gay Billy, Billy and Chuck. They did? Oh, Billy and Chuck. Yeah, Billy and Chuck, where they were pretending yeah. to be gay to try to get over. Like, yeah. like, nah, man, it's not responsible. I don't like. And I doubt that they like, have you, have some it, folks it, backstage helping them with this. Yeah, like you know how not even backstage helping is like they, they they don't know how to control themselves and they, they're not responsible to be handled. Like, it's just just don't, nah, nah. <laughs> yeah, and man. it's also gonna be weird because like Angle had like so Angle is like forty seven, like five kids too. Like that that that's. that's like why 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 do that? That would make more sense to me than him fucking Stephanie. Come on, dog. Bro, think about it. No, think about it. Ago. Think about it. All them years ago, you know, where it seemed like she should have went with Kurt, and then they just kind of buried it. She play on yeah, them feelings was always there. When when you came back to Hall of Fame, you know, I ain't seen you in all these years. You know, I, I still got love for you. You know, the, you know and, this whole thing and right. Triple H put me through a table. <laughs> yeah, Stephanie just got an SP yesterday. For work in the community about so, how she is. No, man. She, wait, wait. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So wait. she don't want no so because, love? So what you're trying to say is because she's out here, because in, in, in a fake, in a, in a fake TV show, she's having an affair and she can't, she can't also do community work. That's what you're trying to tell me? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying Stephanie's the only person that would care about that. We'll I see. Guess. We'll see. Uh, I'm, but my, my whole thing is like, it, 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 you just look at it. It's, it can only be, I mean, I heard somebody say that it could be because Angle's forty-seven that somebody on the roster is actually one of his love children. It's yeah, like, like Chad Gable or something. Yeah. Oh so, man. In my mind, realistically, it can only be either Dixie or Stephanie. 
Well, if you want to know who it is, listen to One Nation Radio next week. We will, we will be here to talk about all of it. Uh, and also, we're going to be yeah. uh, make sure you guys tune in uh, live from the uh, Wrestling Square Circle Facebook group, 12 o'clock on Sundays. Uh, we're, we'll have One Nation Live. So if you guys want to call in, add One Nation Radio on Skype. Uh, I'm going to hook it up all crazily with all my equipment, and we're going to make sure everything uh, goes through. And uh, it's a live show, so you can submit questions live. You can call in however you want to do it. One Nation Live on Sundays at 12 p.m. But that's going to wrap it up. Peace. Later. All right. Appreciate it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.